It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. It's happened again. The Jazz have lost their sixth game of the year at home. They have been blown out again, and they had an inability to stop an opponent again. How much of the again stuff should have us concerned? That's what we're talking about coming up on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Tonight's edition of Postcast is brought to you by the store, 6200 South, 20th East. All the great homemade products in the, on the guacamole and salsa bar. And then the back left-hand corner, you can get your daily sandwiches and wraps made by the new chef that's got there. Amy's all over those things. And then, of course, the mudslide cookies. And we all need a mudslide cookie right now to solve our problems when I go back and get one. So I guess the issue that we're going to start with tonight, Ron, is against. Yeah. It's happened again. How concerning that it's happened again. What I'm concerned with, David, is that now three of the last, the four of the last five ball games, the first quarter, the Jazz have really, really struggled. You remember early in the year we had that problem. Then, you know, we started shooting the basketball well, started getting off to a good start, and, and we played better. Uh, not that our record indicates that we were at solved the problem, but right now it's back. The first quarter, for the last five ball games, been outscored. All right, so Jay Crowder is probably in the deepest slump of the slumpiests, mm-hmm. right? Like we we've, we've got the slumpeteers. Is that like the? the yes, that's the the, right. the, the, the suckiest suck that's ever suck. sucked. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean that's really what I was going after <laughs> after tonight. But like, okay, so we have the band of slumpeteers, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately like a large collection of our roster right now is playing and shooting below their natural norm of what they would be. And the lead conductor of the Slumpeteers right now, unfortunately, is Jay Crowder, who I don't have it in front of me, but coming into, I do have it in front of me, unfortunately, because I keep these things. But coming into tonight's game, in the last 10 games, was shooting 36% and 22% from three. And quite honestly, that's only because the 10th game was good. Tomorrow, it will be far worse. His 10 games ago, he had a really good night, and that's keeping those numbers respectable. Tomorrow, it will drop to about, what was he tonight? Actually, he might have hit some in a row. He was 2 of 9 and 2 of 5, so it might, but he's going to be about 32% and 20% from 3. Is, and, and you mentioned the slow start. So the good start in there is when he started. And is that, like, even though he is the, the lead slumper, of the slumpeteers, I'm trying to just have a little bit of fun, guys. I don't, I'm not a big believer in the 
jump off the cliff and panic and scream and yell things. So let's have some fun with me on this. But in all seriousness, so is the answer that he starts? That's such a tough call. So you're, what, you're, what you're saying is that he's not a not very good coming off the bench. Maybe. Uh, um, I well, think we, we, we need a little more data out of that. You know, it, because, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Yeah. That if you start him, does he get off to a better start than he does coming off the bench? Um, and maybe it has something to do with what he's playing with there as well. You know, maybe he's better with, with Ricky more so than with Dante or, or, or Raul since he's playing a little bit more. And, and uh, it, it's, it's the type of shots that you're getting. The shots that he's getting, I think they're good. They're open looks. He's just not making them. You know, it's, I don't know. But he needs to come out of it if he's going to help the Jazz. All right. Do you view the collection of slumps, the collection of poor performances as a single entity, or do you say, like tonight, clearly Indiana has our number? They beat us by 27 last time. They beat us by a whole big bunch again tonight. Oh, my gosh, much more than 27. Way more than I can add up. And do you decide that that means that Indiana just has our number? I think Indiana definitely has our number. I think Thurl Bailey touched on that that, that as well. And the reason for that is their perimeter defense. I'm very impressed with their perimeter defense. And the reason they can be so good at it is they guys with good hands. Collison's very good. Was he on the all-defensive team at one time? No, I don't think so, but But, should consider it. Um, but yeah, they have, they have good hands and they can switch one through five, you know, and and uh, and the, that has given the Jazz. What they do is they blow up the Jazz dribble handoffs, and and the Jazz not shooting the threes very well, and and they just I don't know. It, it's I mean the you know, fir- it's into the first play of the game in Indiana. Derek Favors gets to the top. Thaddeus Young's up in him. Favors instead of swinging through and asserting himself in any way, shape, or form, ends up throwing a terrible pass to Ingles. It's a fast break the other way. The opening play tonight. Ricky Rubio gets pulls up his dribble. Collison gets in him instead of asserting himself in any way, shape, or form. He's on his back. He's leaning back. I don't even remember how the possession ended. I don't think we got a shot off. Rubio ends up turning over three times in the first five minutes. I mean, they just blitzed the Jazz with their aggressiveness in the opening moments of both matchups. Yeah, and that's the perimeter defense. I mean, just by being aggressive, uh, Ricky Rubio pulling, pulling, uh, picking up his dribble, and then getting trapped, and, and trying to it's it's defensively the Pacers have given the Jazz so many problems that it falls over into their offense to the point where they're not getting the shots or they're not making the shots that they normally make. It's important for the Jazz to make shots. And if the, and you can't go every other game no. in, the, in this game to shoot well. No. All right, so that gets to the Slumpeteers. And the members of the Slumpeteers, Joe Ingles is frankly a member of the Slumpeteer. If you dig into his numbers, the above the break three, which was so important to I think he was four of 18 coming in tonight. Royce O'Neal is a Slumpeteer. He just is not playing with the bounce that he had a year ago. Rubio has been playing actually much better, but still has a slump. Occasionally, he's actually kind of Ringo. He's in and out of the band. Oh, I don't know who that would be. Like some Guns N' Roses guy who's in and out of the band a little bit. Alec is Alec started the year so great. I was so excited for him. Two of seven again tonight. One of four. Even the big scoring night in L.A. was an inefficient night. Jay Crowder, we talked about the Slumpeteers. Dante's numbers... Oh, my, I don't know if I have them. Dante, last five games, was 36% and 33%. And I think those were up from his season average. And he was 3 of 11 tonight. Um, Grayson Allen's not, you know, we keep talking about Grayson in the shoot, but he's actually not making shots. 
Is there anything to, or is this actually a fungus that's building upon itself <laughs> that one, one, they're all, that, that you, you see those nights like we had against Charlotte a few years ago where no one could miss that collectively it's actually all going backwards right now. You know, with, with, I really believe when you don't have athletes that, well, all of these guys are athletes, guys that can play with the ball, uh, which we don't have. Donovan, uh, Alec Burks, who, probably another one, but he doesn't get the type of shots that you want to get, you know. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we struggle with, with teams that are very aggressive on the perimeter with, with their defense because if you can't beat a guy, a, a, a opponent off the dribble, they can, they can be very aggressive. They can get up on your grill and, and, and defend you and, and force you to do something that's not natural uh, for, you, for you to do. The Jazz depend on good execution. They be, depend on getting the defense scrambling to get off those good shots. And when they're, when they're not falling, as we've seen here in recent times, and it's awfully tough for them to win. You know, you just brought up a point we just completely ignored to open the broadcast, and it's the fourth time this year that we have played without the services of Donovan. And in three of the four, the offense has been awful. Last night, it got we were okay without it, but in Sacramento in that circumstance. But that really, you know, in three of the four games we've played without Donovan this year, we have been awful offensively, and that might be a larger part of this than we're, you know, well, attributing. Again, let, let, let's survive this this six weeks. Right. You know, let's get into December uh, and not bury ourselves to the point where we, um, you know, can't, can't get out of this and, and, and make the playoffs. I would imagine that you know some of the players might be a, a little tired. You, um, just think about this, David. I mean, this is you're, you're on the road, it's and, and it's, it's really ridiculous. And, and when you have a team that that that's not deep enough to to withstand something like this, it's 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 just awfully hard. But maybe that's the answer. When you have maybe when when you have a collective slump of tears. Maybe the fact that you have six guys all slumping and they're all experiencing the same thing, maybe that explains a little bit of it. Well, I don't know. I don't think we know right now. I think that's the the magnitude of the losses that for the and the the losses at home feel very uncomfortable to all of us. I think. Yeah. Um, now, in fairness, I think three of our last home games have all been one one offs. Right, like when you play the one game, this, the, the, we're not home. Like we were home for 36 hours. I'm seeing my kids as I joked for 44 minutes yeah. of this whole trip. We're not home here. We're not having dinner at home. We're not. We're slept, sleeping in our bed for a night and a half. Like this is not being home. So I don't. You know, this may just be a collective effort of all of it. I, I we're a little tried to have some fun with the slumpeteers tonight for you, but I don't think we know the answer. And uh, hopefully the slumpeteers become the hitmasters again at some point in time. Have a good night. The slumpeteers. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.